broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. I'm flying solo on this useless Super Bowl weekend, but I'm still thinking about Wendy Williams' Lifetime movies. I want to talk about it. Hashtag free Britney goes mainstream. RHOC wraps a quiet season. And uh, just what no one needs, Lisa Vanderpump gets a talk show. begin i am joined by just you and me it's just me tonight it's super bowl sunday surprisingly people are busy and i'm like what are you doing like first of all i I have my own thoughts on the day itself but like who's busy with this what are you doing i I don't understand people going away to, to parties and stuff like are you serious but i mean i guess i mean i have seen people i'm sure people are in small groups but still um, I've seen people myself, but like limitedly. I mean, I'm certainly not going to a Super Bowl party. Um, I've only been to actually one in my whole life, and uh, I didn't care about it. Um, there's something about Super Bowl Sunday to me. I, I just feel so removed from society. Does anyone else feel this way? Like, it's not my thing. I, like, my least favorite holiday is New Year's Eve. I think it's a total waste of time for me. I've never had a good New Year's Eve ever. But as far as, like, Super Bowl Sunday, like, I forget it even happens. It's, it's not even on my radar. I, I couldn't care less about it. I'm not a fan. Um, th- there's a, a, a negative chance of me even watching a frame, and that echoes for the uh, halftime show. I, I just don't care enough. This is something I sit out every year, and it's just I don't feel connected to it. I used to go to the gym on Super Bowl Sunday, and it was great because – there was never anybody there. And it was like having my own gym to myself. Same thing with like the Golden Globes, then the Oscars. Like that was prime gym time. Well, all that's gone. So thanks. Uh, but to me, this is just like the darkest time of year on top of everything else. So I don't really do much during the winter months. Um, it's just a time that I would rather just like get through and not acknowledge. But I did every year. I had a, a small party at the Beverly Hills Hotel for um, fourth, no, fourth of July, Valentine's Day. And uh, this is the first year I'm not doing it. And it's probably for the best. I'm sure that bar is closed anyway. But um, oh, I did do it last year. And I remember we were talking about COVID. And, you know, I was just like so cautiously optimistic. I, I can't believe we're here a year later. And, you know, the, the place isn't even open. So um, that makes me sad. And I want to find new traditions. But like, I don't know if I'm going to bother inviting anyone to do anything for Valentine's Day. I'm actually supposed to go to a vet appointment on the 15th with Callie. So that settles that. <laughs> But I've got other things to talk about. These are just kind of my top thoughts of, of Super Bowl Sunday. I, it's just I don't feel associated with anything. I feel like kind of like I'm like out there, you know, on my own. And it's just not something I care about. But um, last weekend was pretty good because I did watch that Wendy Williams movie and documentary. Did you watch this? Um, I thought the the movie personally was better than the documentary. I enjoyed the acting in it. I thought it was pretty edgy for Lifetime. I am not a Lifetime viewer, so I don't know what that's all about. Uh, I just know there's a lot of formulaic movies over there and Hallmark as well. Like, you know, they kind of follow the same like 
I don't know, beats. Uh, so for this Wendy documentary, I'm sure this is pretty edgy for the Lifetime audience because there was drug use and an abortion in there and, you know, firings and, you know, all types of different things going on. So uh, it seems bigger than what they normally do. Uh, the documentary, I had a lot of questions that I was expecting answers from. Like they made a big deal that Suzanne, the show's exec, one of the executive producers was going to be on there. Um, we barely scratched the surface as far as how the show was affected, what really happened behind the scenes as far as like Kevin's presence. There was a scene that we got, but there was so much more that I thought we could get out of it. Like even like where, like, why didn't they ask um, Suzanne, like when Wendy collapsed, like what did you think it was? What were you hearing you know, like what? Like it just seems like they were they all lied to. Were they all in the dark? Um, there's so many questions, so many questions. And Suzanne's a really good soldier. She doesn't say anything, but like, I want to get the dirt. That's the real information. So um, Wendy seems to be very up on her show lately. She's very involved. She's very, you know. Um, uh, how can I say it? Like she's in front of the camera and she's like paying attention and wants to be there. So it's good. I mean, I, I still question her sobriety in so many ways. Um, there was an episode in the, at the end of last year where she was a little all over the place. There was a lot of speculation. I, I just was, maybe she's just kind of getting her meds right. I don't know. I'm totally speculating here. I'm questioning her a little bit, but she seems to be happy. I'm happy for her. Um, I wanted more out of that documentary, but, um, you know, the movie was pretty good. Um, another thing that caught my attention this weekend, which, in my opinion, everyone should be watching, this should have Super Bowl-sized ratings, uh, is Framing Britney Spears. And uh, this is a um, a mainstream doc documentary produced through the New York Times uh, all about hashtag free Britney, something I've been proud to talk about from the beginning. Of course, now everybody else is jumping on this bandwagon and they think they know everything. But, you know, I do feel like this has been something that I've been really into for so long and such a big supporter. I was at the first rally, I like to say, like, I'm really into it. So I wanted to see how this was going to be laid out because people ask me a lot about it. And it's like, oh, there's so much you got to like read up on it. Like, you know, there's just a lot of pieces to it because just saying, oh, Brittany's crazy and she can't be on her own. That's just like, it's not that simple. So I want people to see it. Um, you can find it on FX, Hulu, and YouTube. I'm sure if you're listening to the show, half of you already watched it. So I'll share my thoughts about it. Um, I was very surprised that they left out um, Britney's business manager, Lou Taylor, and her talent manager, Larry Rudolph. Um, they were um, involved in a lot of the day-to-day. -day. I mean, somebody was out there signing her up for these multiple residencies, the, the traveling, the, you know, the fragrances, the t-shirts, you know, someone was out there making sure they had a music video produced. So, um, I, and I question why they weren't involved in, in at all, not even discussed because there's been things floated out there about their involvement and, you know, different types of perks they've received through this. So now Lou Taylor is, is the CEO of TriStar Entertainment, 
Brittany's now former uh, business management company. And um, TriStar is no joke. They oversee Cher, and, and Cher did tweet out about Brittany once. So I wonder how that went over. Um, but they've got a lot of names over there. Well, Lou and TriStar, uh, they resigned suddenly from Britney's like whole business venture in November of 2020. So not too long ago, there was a lot of talk about Lou. And uh, what can I say without getting sued? I mean, you know, uh, there's, there's a conflict of interest there, in my opinion. And um, I don't really, you know, enjoy her. Uh, you know, she... Um, she seems to have made a lot of money off of Britney. And then, you know, once things got shady or called out upon in court, she took like the the first exit out of there. So, um, you know, it just looks odd to someone like me. Um, there's a lot of money to be made off Britney. And, you know, she, in my opinion, is an ambulance chaser. She also allegedly tried to get Lindsay Lohan in a um, conservatorship. I believe Brittany Murphy was another one, perhaps. So when someone is, you know, looking for troubled people that are, are worth something, it makes me question. And this is my point of view, but that's that's what it looks like to me from what I have read. And, you know, a lot of people are now waking up to this and um, it, it explains a lot about what we've seen and what we haven't seen from Britney. One other takeaway I got was that, like, no one really knows Britney. No one really knows her. She's not on the late night circuit and like on TV every day. Yes, she's on Instagram, but I, I wonder how much she even controls of that. The Instagram is pretty kooky, but like... Who really knows what makes her tick? Like, what's her favorite show? Like, when did she go to bed? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, she's just kind of like a a personality out there, which is kind of sad. Um, I like seeing Felicia in this documentary. I was really into seeing her. Uh, I knew about her from the beginning. For those who don't know, she was the teacher in the Baby One More Time video, but also like, you know, Bray's assistant and in and out of the picture for a long time. And she's just, you know, someone like her, she's not going to have a um, an agenda. She seems so genuine and just like, you know, from the South, like just, just you know, pictures of Britney all over her house. Britney means something to her other than a check. And I just love that we had that presence uh, in the documentary. We needed someone from her camp to speak about what it was really like to work with her, to go and travel with her, you know, to speak to her, um, her mind and that she did call shots. And now it doesn't look like she's calling any shots, which is a shame. Um, but I was happy to see Felicia. I think her bites were very safe, her interview bites. She really did not talk about the conservatorship. She questions like what it was. I don't think she said anything damaging. Um, I don't think she, you know, she didn't denounce the conservatorship and say like, oh, she doesn't need that. Or like, that was the end. That was the worst thing they could have done. She didn't attach judgment to it. She just talked, which I appreciated. I think was smart, but where was the mother? A lot of people look at Lynn Spears and say, where the hell have you been? What's going on with your daughter? Like, wh where are you? This, I know she's kind of caught up with some legal things. She's trying to gain more access into Britney's finances and the case. But this, as a mother, this would have been an opportunity to come on. And I'm wondering if she kind of nudged Felicia to do it, but it's not enough. 
the mother should have spoke on behalf of the family because they went at, they went to all the siblings and everyone attached to Brittany, including Brittany herself. You know, they, they're not going to get involved. But the mother should have stepped up. I wonder why. It just it has to be legal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The last thing I'll say about the Britney documentary uh, is that it had to be a legal headache for the director and for the New York Times I looked at it through the lens of like, what types of claims are they making? Are they going to get sued? Um, How did they characterize Jamie with like anecdotes and examples and things like that? So, um, you know, I think they had to be really careful and I just applaud them for doing it. Um, There's so much more to the story, in my opinion. Uh, So many different things that she's like, I don't know. They, They called out the highlights, but... I think there are things from back in the day, like of them just trying to control her with her image and her voice. And like, you know, there was a clip of her performing on Star Search and she had an incredible voice and she was really, really singing. And how come we don't get that? How come we never really get these Britney ballads and the uh, just the kind of sentiment is that she can't sing and that she needs like to be, you know, auto-tuned? We know there's a voice in there. I mean, you know, can we just hear it? You know, it's unfortunate. Um, and I think there's there's a lot more to the story. And God, I hope she can like write a book or do something. You know, I don't think anyone can get in touch with her. Um, and she couldn't write it even if she wanted to. But someday I hope that she can get her story out there, like they were saying. God willing. Uh, what else are we going to talk about here? Um, I always have a little Bravo talk for you. Um, I watched the second episode, the second part of the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion. And to me, that was enough. Two parts was enough. Um, I, I kind of came out of it liking Elizabeth. Um, again, I, for those who don't know, I have not watched the whole season. I just watched the two-part reunion with the clips. That was enough for me. Um, it's weird when they play the theme song because it doesn't seem like OC to me. It's just lacking and... Um, I don't know. I'm glad I missed it. I'm done with Bronwyn. Um, I will say she did prove Vicky wrong. She's not such a boring wind. Uh, she's got way too much going on. And uh, it seems to be more of the same in the press. So I I don't know what they're going to do with her. They'll probably keep her. They'll probably keep her. Uh, that's my guess because she's, she brings a lot of press and, you know, that's a lot of promotion for the show. But is it translating into viewers is the question. But does anyone even care about that anymore? Because if it's all about clicks and hashtags and social engagement, then they'll keep her on because there's a lot of social engagement. None of it's really positive. But um, if, if that keeps them in the space, then, then they'll love it. They'll keep it going. So um, don't know about her. I don't know what the future for Kelly is. Um I don't hate her, but she's definitely controversial, and 
I don't know what to make of her. I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone at Bravo knows what's to make know what to make of her. Shannon sticks out to me. She's the old guard at this point. She's when people came on the show who came from big money and it was about, you know, rich lifestyles and like women interacting, uh, you know, and and following their lives um and showing off their homes and vacations. Now, like Kelly swallowed the show, it's all about these fights and arguments and the rest of the cast just seems so low brow compared to where, where it was in its heyday. And I know people don't like Vicky, but I mean, you know, Vicky did live in Kodo at least. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what the hell happened to this show other than a lot of bad decisions, which is usually the case. But um, that whole rich cachet that the show had is gone. I, I, it's unfortunate. Um, I don't approve of that, but um, I'm slowly getting through Salt Lake City still, very slowly. I've got, like, the finale episode, and then this coming week will be the reunion. Still enjoying it, but I'm just not here to sit for hours and hours and watch TV anymore, so I'm, I'm working a ton Ugh, right back to that. Um, so I, I catch it when I can, but I, I still like the show. Just, I don't like that Jen Shaw, and unfortunately, the show is about her. Lastly, I could not leave you without ranting about Lisa Vanderpump's e-talk show, Overserved with Lisa Vanderpump. Um, mm, even the Bravo memes are calling this underwhelming. And, you know, they're the first to yes-queen everybody. So, um, interesting to say the least. The show comes out March 18th. It's an e-talk show, as I mentioned. Is this kind of the last of their development slate? Because I don't know what's left of E. Like, even E! News is gone. The Kardashians are gone. I don't see, like, a rebranding or a reinvention or an announcement of a new slate. I, I just don't hear anything about it. So I wonder if this was in the pipeline and they were like, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll announce it and, you know, it'll quietly come out. I don't know what the future is. I know the priority are these streaming services, which leads me to Vanderpump Dogs because that was supposed to be on Peacock. I looked it up. There hasn't been a development since the initial press release in July. So what the hell's going on? Now, there's been a lot of stuff that has come out over there on Peacock. Their originals have started to roll out, um, you know, I'm not looking to watch it. I'm not going to be spending $9.99 a month to watch uh, that show. So I have no interest, but I just think it's odd that that was like an announcement and a big deal. And now the messaging is different. It's like Lisa Vanderpump's long-awaited return to TV is with, um, what is it, Overserved, which is kind of a cute title. I'll give them that. But um, I I don't have any interest in watching Lance Bass you know, James Kennedy, who's sober, so, I mean, to have him on a show called Overserved. Cheryl Burke, mm, Tori Spelling, uh, I mean, you know, I know Tori has the time, but, I mean, can she find anything else to do? I don't know what she's going to do this show for. Um, that's probably, like, the only one that I would peek at. Maybe I'll actually look at a clip. At first, I was like, never, I'm not looking at this. Um, maybe what I'll do, cause sometimes I can be really shady with these things is I'll look at like a clip, like long after it comes out. So that way I don't count as like the 24 hour, like view of, for it. <laughs> cause I mean, I honestly just don't care about it. And Lisa just doesn't seem like a genuine person to me. So she's perfect for a talk show at this point, you know? Yeah. That checks out. 
um, hmm, I don't know. Uh, a friend of mine pointed out, haven't we been down this road before with cocktails with Chloe? And it's a good point. Like, wasn't that show the same thing? This one is going to feature games. Um, Rosé Pong, Diva Croquet, um, I guess. I-, I wonder, though, if people are tired of watching games on TV. Like, for me, like, The Tonight Show, like, all those games, like, Dua Lipa plays with, like, red cups. Like, I don't care. It's a little much. Even Andy Cohen's, like, always over there playing, like, is this shady? And, like, you know, I love it. I love a segment. But the games are just, it's just a little much. So I don't know if I need to see, you know, like, Margaret Cho play a game with Lisa Vanderpump. But somebody will. Somebody needs it. So, I mean, who am I? But um, Vanderpump Dogs, no idea what happened to that. But now, right on to this. Um, I hope we don't have to see Ken Todd but I'm sure he's getting some producer credit on this or something because those two are a package deal and they want the money. They're shooting in their own house. So I'm sure there'll be some vanity title for Ken. Just watch. That's my prediction. At first, I was so turned off by the whole thing, but at this point, there's so much TV. Like, I know this will make certain people happy. So, you know, we need all that we can get these days. So, I mean, I I just don't know. The people I've talked with don't predict that this is going to be any type of ratings win. But, I mean, what really has so uh, over there in a while? So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I can't say I'm going to be running to the TV to watch that. Um, what does this mean for Vanderpump Rules? Like, you know, I I really don't care what becomes of that show. But um, I guess they're still not filming, and now they're announcing these other shows. She's switching networks. Doesn't look good if you're a fan of Vanderpump Rules. It just, you know, it doesn't. Anyway, I am going to take off. Um, I had to come on for, you know, just for a little while to catch up with you guys. I'm very busy. I launched this show with HBO called Real Sports, the podcast, or The Real Sports Podcast. It's, you know, very much of a departure of what I'm used to. And then I'm working on this other companion series that's taking up, like, all my time. So, uh... You know, that announcement will come. Grateful for the work, but tired. Uh, But had to come on here and rant with you. And of course, there'll be more rants to come. Stay safe out there. Keep listening. Love you for it. I'll be back with more rants. This has been Grant's Rants. Follow Grant on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grant's Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.